functional medicine is a branch of medicine that really tries to focus on the root cause of disease. So it's focusing um, on, you know, part of it is related to diet and exercise. And I believe most people have heard that their entire lives, but it really is taking the whole person into view, what you eat, your mental health, um, your environmental stressors, your genetic stressors, um, the toxins you put in and on your body, all of those things, and to try to figure out why you have whatever disease state you have, you know, and I say disease state, I don't always mean, you know, a virus or an illness. Sometimes it's an autoimmune condition. Sometimes it's just menopause. Sometimes it's just age-related kind of disorders. And so it's really taking the whole person into a picture and trying to find one or two or a common ground of things, ways to treat it. So instead of saying, oh, you have high blood pressure, we're going to give you a pill for that. And oh, you have um, depression, we're going to give you a pill for that. And oh, you have backache, we're going to give you a pill for that. It's like saying, okay, well, what could cause high blood pressure and depression and a backache? And sometimes it is three different things, but sometimes it's one thing. I mean, maybe it is actually just hormones and we can fix all of those things with hormones. As a side note, you can't, but if it was, you know, and so it's really trying to find a common ground for all of those things. So we're not just treating symptoms, we're trying to get to the root cause. So if hormones, you know, if menopause or andropause were the cause, that does actually knock out a bunch of different symptoms at once. And then we can, you know, focus on another area. If it's food sensitivities, you know, that's causing a stomach ache and a headache and brain fog, then we evaluate those, take those things off the plate. And so you, you feel better. So it's never just a one kind of bullet approach to it. Um, and it takes a lot of investigation and digging around on the position. It takes a lot of interpretation of lab work and things you've never done, but it's really just trying to truly help people live their optimal life. You're listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast, the exploration of life fully optimized with Megan Hotman. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back to this episode of the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Mode Sports Nutrition. Their website is myfitmode.com myfitmode.com. Mode is a natural sports nutrition company and their vision is to empower athletes of all disciplines to get the most out of their potential while promoting a healthy lifestyle. Um, yeah, that sounds exactly like the theme of the show. And it is not ironic then that I happen to just love these products. I got hooked on them back in the spring. It started with my obsession with their energy shots. They make both blocks drink mixes as well as pre-mixed drinks. And it was the power drink, specifically the re-energizer shot that made me a true believer. I struggle with muscle cramps in my legs after long, hot endurance events. And whatever it is about these re-energizer shots, I swear it is magic. I've been using these shots for all of my long gravel races this year, as well as long training rides. In fact, Dirty Kansas is the perfect example. I had zero muscular cramps anywhere. Triceps, fingers, legs, calves, face, you name it. There were no muscle cramps. And um, I carry these little orange mango tasting shots with me on big rides and during big races. And so far, I have 100% success um, with these products along for the ride. I am also a big fan of the blocks. They make these all natural ingredient energy blocks. They call them raw energy, and they are either blueberry and coconut, mango and apricot, or chocolate and walnut. Quite frankly, they are all my favorite. All of them have just a little bit of energizer in them, usually a little bit of ginseng or something similar, but they are raw energy. You can actually pronounce the ingredients, and they are packaged in these really perfectly sized little plastic wrappers that make it super easy to just grab a couple bites of the bar and then put it back in your pocket. A big believer of these products. Big believer in this company. I love their owner. She, um, just a quick story. I ordered online too late to get the product that I needed in time for Dirty Kanza. And I told her how important it was because I was really worried about muscle cramps. 
the owner actually took the time and effort to get those products overnighted to me to my hotel in tiny town Emporia, Kansas. And it was a large part of my success at this year's Dirty Kansas race in the single speed. So now I don't let myself go dry. I always make sure I've got some of their product on hand. I'm a huge believer. Check them out. They're offering a discount to our listeners too. If you use the code HOTMAN, H-O-T-T-M-A-N at checkout, you'll save yourself some money. It is all refrigeration required. So it will come to you in a cooler pack and you want to stick that stuff in your fridge as soon as it arrives. Again, check them out on the website, myfitmode.com and use the code HOTMAN, H-O-T-T-M-A-N at checkout to save yourself some cash. Today's guest is Dr. Jordana Quinn, aka Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, if you will. I've known Jordana for years through cycling. She is an active member of our Golden Colorado community here. A mom of three, um, just an incredible powerhouse and happens to also be a physician. She recently launched a business uh, about a year ago called Core Regenerative Medicine, that's spelled K-O-R-E. Her website is coremedicine.com. And in this current situation we're in where everyone is uh, really far more conscious about health and wellness, immunity boosting activities, ways that we can manage our mental health, physical health while we're all being asked to stay home. Uh, Today we also had a pretty big snowstorm here in Colorado, so that even further limits our activity options. What types of foods and supplements can we be doing to increase our odds of staying healthy? Um, I, I dive into all these topics with Jordana, and not only that, I just wanted to talk to her about making the leap of starting her own medical practice approximately one year ago. It's been a really challenging time for her. I think she would say it's one of the hardest things she's ever done, but also one of the most worthwhile and fulfilling. And as you'll hear in the interview with her, she definitely loves what she does. In fact, I think many of us would experience job envy when we hear her talk about how much what she does fires her up and lights her up. And she is obviously very, very good at what she does. And um, I personally really appreciate her approach to medicine in terms of uh, the, the holistic approach, really the functional medicine aspects, taking a patient's entire picture into account between allergies and hormones and dietary, uh, you know, practices, environmental triggers, past medical record review. I like how she combines that then with her regenerative medicine practice in terms of using IVs, vitamins, supplements, ways to really help a person not just survive, but thrive. And I personally believe that functional medicine is the future I realize that for many at this time, it's difficult to contemplate paying cash for medical care when we have health insurance. Um, But my personal experience with functional medicine over the last three years has been that it's an absolute game changer to be able to get such individualized one-on-one attention with such a complete picture approach of someone's entire life. For example, it's how I found out that I was allergic to hazelnut, which I had no idea until seeing a functional medicine doctor a couple years ago and having a food allergy test done, which was contributing to an incessantly runny nose that I was dealing with. So that was an easy fix. I think a lot of us are also deficient in many of the vitamins that we need to really truly thrive. And she talks about a few of those, including vitamin D, B12, of course, um, it's just such a fascinating approach to medicine. And of course, I'm a little bit biased as her friend and as someone here in Golden, Colorado. But regardless of where you live, she is a dynamo and she can do remote consults. So if you're hearing this, if any of what we talk about resonates and you want to know more, I would highly encourage you to check out her website, give her a call, schedule a consult, check out her blogs. She's going to be doing a bunch of Facebook Live videos explaining more of the why behind the science and the practices that she performs in her office. Um, I'm just so excited to see where she goes with this medical practice now that she's really starting to get traction and is, is starting to develop a following and a name for herself in the local community. And I'm really excited to share her and her story with you all. So thanks for tuning in. It is a day just like every other day to be grateful for something. There is always, always something to be grateful for. 
I'm going to challenge you to find maximum enthusiasm, even if in this crazy time of coronavirus and quarantine and social distancing to find that essence uh, in your life, that essence of maximum enthusiasm, find it somewhere and think about ways that you can improve and increase your own personal self-care to keep yourself as healthy as possible. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode with Dr. Jordana Quinn. Sure. So um, we are we are kicking off this podcast by talking about functional medicine, as it turns out. And I have Dr. Jordana Quinn, my good friend, fellow cyclist, uh, rock star business owner, mom of three, on the show. Welcome to Maximum Enthusiasm, Dr. Quinn. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and I noticed that when you logged in, you used the word medicine woman, which I love, which is a play on Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. So touche. That's so wonderful. Thank um, you. <laughs> we are going to talk. We are, we are recording the show on March 19th, 2020. We are on the midst of COVID-19. People are being asked to stay in their homes. The schools have been closed. Everything is quite uncertain. But what we do know right now is that people are home and they are looking for ways to care for themselves, to improve immunity, improve health, and also to do their darndest not to get sick. Um, so let's just start with the functional medicine discussion, and then I want to talk about a bunch of the other things that your incredible practice does. But, you know, I have a personal belief that functional medicine is the future. I know that you share this belief as well. Tell our listeners what functional medicine is, what it means, and how it differs from just going to see your, your phys physician every year for an annual physical? Sure. So functional medicine is a branch of medicine that really tries to focus on the root cause of disease. So it's focusing um, on, you know, part of it is related to diet and exercise. And I believe most people have heard that their entire lives, but it really is taking the whole person into view, what you eat, your mental health, um, your environmental stressors, your genetic stressors, um, the toxins you put in and on your body, all of those things, and to try to figure out why you have whatever disease state you have. You know, And I say disease state, I don't always mean you know a virus or an illness. Sometimes it's an autoimmune condition. Sometimes it's just menopause. Sometimes it's just age-related kind of disorders. And so it's really taking the whole person into a picture and trying to find one or two or a common ground of things, a ways to treat it. So instead of saying, oh, you have high blood pressure, we're going to give you a pill for that. And oh, you have um, depression, we're going to give you a pill for that. And oh, you have a backache, we're going to give you a pill for that. It's like saying, okay, well, what could cause high blood pressure and depression and a backache. And sometimes it is three different things, but sometimes it's one thing. I mean, maybe it is actually just hormones and we can fix all of those things with hormones. As a side note, you can't, but if it was, you know, and so it's really trying to find a common ground for all of those things. So we're not just treating symptoms. We're trying to get to the root cause. So if hormones, you know, if menopause or andropause were the cause that does actually knock out a bunch of different symptoms at once. And then we can you know, focus on another area. If it's food sensitivities, you know, that's causing a stomach ache and a headache and brain fog, then we evaluate those, take those things off the plate. And so you, you feel better. So it's never just a one kind of bullet approach to it. Um, and it takes a lot of investigation and digging around on the position. It takes a lot of interpretation of lab work and things you've never done, but it's really just trying to truly help people live their optimal life. <laughs> I love that. Oh man, you couldn't have said that more beautifully. And I'll tell you, this happened a couple years ago on a road trip. I was listening to some podcasts. I wish I could even tell you which ones it was, but the doctor was talking about how functional medicine is the future because it takes the whole human into consideration as you described. And he was saying, we need to be asking people if they have fillings in their teeth that are causing, you know, metallic substances to be released into your bloodstream. We need to ask people about mold exposure, about toxin exposure, about lead exposure. We, we are not taking into consideration people's behaviors or their environments when we are trying to figure out what's causing their symptoms. And I have to tell you, that was like a light bulb going off for me in that moment of, oh my gosh, we're missing so much of the big picture. So is that a big part of what you do in your functional medicine practice is really dig into all these topics? So 
quote unquote, all of the topics is a huge undertaking. And so <laughs> I would say I dig into a lot of them. Um, I, because functional medicine, like you mentioned, relates to environmental toxins, mold exposure, lead exposure, but it also relates to what you eat. Your mental health to me is a huge component of it. So Honestly, when I started off doing functional medicine 10 years ago, I was so overwhelmed in a good way by all the things. I wanted to know everything. and I wanted to know all the genetics and I wanted to know all the toxins. And I, and I quickly realized I could not know everything about everything. Um, and so while I do do a lot of extensive testing, I, you know, I don't do it all. So um, I and every other physician who does functional medicine probably has taken on kind of a branch of it. So I'm very well versed in gut health food sensitivities. I like, I tend to personally like the diet stuff. Um, when I started getting off into the genetic testing and things like that, you know, I realized that's just a whole field of medicine on its own. The environmental toxins are a whole field of its own. And so I'm the type who, if I'm not going to be really good at it, I don't want to do it. And then, you know, and so I can't do it all. So I do, I can offer those testing and I, those testings, but then I generally kind of refer treatment out. So I, it's on my radar as far as I don't ignore it, but those aren't my general go-tos. Um, I mean, you know, the, all of it is not my go-to. I, I generally start with gut health. Most people have some sort of gut, something we can heal. Um, and then I, I take it from there. I'm, like I said, I'm big on gut health, food sensitivities, mental health, and then, you know, general fitness are my kind of areas in the functional medicine world that I enjoy and that I've focused on, but I don't ignore the other ones. Of course. I just, yeah, don't focus yeah. on them quite as much. Yeah. So if I'm sitting at home and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, gosh, I would love to actually take advantage of this quote unquote downtime because I've been ordered to work from home and I'm here and I actually kind of want to dig into my own health and spend some time with someone like you trying to just figure out if there's ways that I could actually thrive in my, in my life, maybe make a few adjustments. Maybe I find out if I have a food allergy or not. I'm sure there's certain blood labs and tests that can be called in. But as a functional medicine practitioner, do you also conduct a a review of a patient's past medical records to look for themes or trends that have perhaps been missed by the general practitioners? Absolutely. And to be fair, um, trends do change in medicine and every physician learns things differently. So I always think getting a second opinion is a good idea. I'm happy to go through old records. Um, you know, really records probably more than five years old, depending on the records are not, um, relevant to what's going on right now in the, that being said, I always look at them, but I wouldn't take them for what's happening today. So, you know, I wouldn't want to have a discussion about your health today from records five years back. Now, if you had records five years back and you had records this past year, a comparison is wonderful. So I definitely don't believe in just getting everything new because we need it up to date. But I, if we're going to have a relevant discussion, generally like not more than a year out, some things can be a few years out. Um, I'm happy to review records that people already have from a staying at home standpoint and taking care of yourself. I am currently still open for business. We, you know, are all wearing N95 masks. We don't at this clinic tend to see sick people. So for now it's pretty safe. We're seeing one or two patients an hour. So, you know, minimal interaction with people. Other patients aren't really interacting with each other. And just as a medical practice, we are set up, all medical practices are set up in sterile technique and sanitization. I mean, we wipe down everything appropriately every single time we see a patient. So that's just part of our regular procedure. So I would not be afraid to come into my clinic as long as I'm allowed to stay open for some blood work if necessary, or for things that need to be done because we're taking necessary precautions because we're used to it. And, you know, and we're not seeing, you know, a bunch of sick people. That being said, um, I offer virtual consults. I'm happy to look at, you know, labs and we can talk about them. I'm happy to have a Skype or even just a phone discussion about your health. We can do it all over the phone. And then if you need labs or if you need further testing, obviously if it's blood work, you'd have to come in. There are some tests that I can order like spit tests or poop tests, depending urine tests that you can do at your home and that I can just send to you and we can discuss. So there really is a whole lot you can do, um, from home. Also, in regards to a functional medicine and overall approach to a patient standpoint, um, it's really important that we focus on self-care and family care and mental health. And so 
staying at home, you know, being worried about the, um, the virus in the future is what everybody is doing, but taking a minute out to <clears throat> take care of yourself. And, you know, I don't want to go into, I mean, I would love to go into all the ways, but we don't have time to do that. But, you know, among them, I just want to put in a plug for the Headspace Please app. Please do. Please you do. Know, their Headspace right now is their app is free to help, you know, if you can spend five minutes a day just focusing on your breath and not focusing on what's going on. You can spend five or 10 minutes a day. There's doing yoga. You can do yoga with your kids, you know. Um, you know, if you can literally do jumping jacks in place for, you know, a full minute. I mean, there's so many things that you can do from home for a mental health and a physical health standpoint. The the grocery stores are um are, are out of a lot of food, but they seem to have vegetables and fruits, you know, really they do. go once yep. a week and get your produce and really focus on nutrition. I mean, this is going to keep you healthy. This is really going to keep you healthy. Um, and then, you know, obviously if, or when we talk over the phone or in person, I can recommend and send supplements. I have supplements in my office that can really help boost your immune system. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's, it's really, difficult for self-care and to focus on it, especially people who have families. And I mean, I have kids and we do yoga together. There's this wonderful British woman on YouTube that has 20 minute yogas. And I mean, they love it. My kids love getting involved. Um, love that. So it's, 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 it's hard, but it's doable. And if your health is important to you, you make it a priority. And if it wasn't before, then I'm sure it is now. And I think now's the time to get creative with how we take the very best care of ourselves that we possibly can, both at home and, as you said, buying the healthy foods at the store and also taking advantage of places like your medical practice, which is still open and can still deliver a lot of really beneficial interventions. Beneficial interventions. Uh, you mentioned supplements. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is the IV service that you're providing. Can you talk a little bit about what the IVs contain and how they can help us boost our immunity? Yes. So the IVs, I do a ton of IVs here, but the one I recommend now um, is called the Immune IV, and it's high-dose vitamin C. Um, I believe it's 20 grams of IV vitamin C, so it's bypassing your stomach. You can get a lot more vitamin C inside of your body. You can only actually absorb approximately 500 to 1,000 milligrams at a time into your bloodstream when you take them orally. Um, so we can get much higher therapeutic doses. So 20 grams is actually um, antimicrobial, meaning it kills bacteria, it kills viruses, also um, has high-dose Bs and magnesium, potassium, um, some trace elements like zinc, selenium, chromium for your gut health. And, you know, why IV vitamins are better than oral, and obviously we can do things orally, is A, you can bypass your gut so you can get a lot more in. But think about it as kind of like um, like a lock and key or, you know, like a, a lock where you have to fill up water, you know, to get a boat across, right? You have to kind of flood the system to move the boat across. And that's how your cells work. So sometimes you need to flood the system to optimize your uptake of vitamins into your cells to get all of them. So if you're just giving little bits of a time, sure, it's okay, but you're not ever getting to that optimal range, if that makes sense. Sure. Oh, absolutely. There's like a, a tipping point where the concentration starts to become really highly effective and we can't generally get there on our own taking them orally. That's what I hear you saying. That makes yes. total sense. Yes. Total and I mean, and people who are immunocompromised or people who have autoimmune diseases. And I want to be very clear because there's a lot of misinformation right now. Having an autoimmune disease doesn't mean you are immunocompromised. Those are two very different things. Um, okay. And so, but either way, you're immunocompromised, you have an autoimmune disease, you have a chronic disease, you're going to have lower cellular ability to absorb vitamins and nutrients appropriately, you know? So, I mean, this is, there's so much, there's so much, there's gut health. I mean, if you're, if you have a poor GI system, you're not your gut, your small intestine and your big intestine, both absorb different nutrients at different kind of levels in the digestive process. So, um, if you have bad gut health or you have, um, well, autoimmune disease, I mean, you're not going to even be able to absorb those vitamins appropriately. So, um, so sometimes IVs are just better. I mean, I can tell you a hundred there's nothing I do in my practice that I don't fully believe in and that I don't fully love. I kid you not. I mean, I opened my own business a year ago, almost exactly. And I could do whatever I want. And I only do the 
the things that I love and that I truly believe I'm helping people. It's a beautiful thing. No one's telling me what to do. Insurance companies aren't telling me what to do. I am truly doing what I was meant to do as a physician, what I went to medical school for, you know, however long ago. Um, so a hundred percent of the things I do in my office, I would do and have done to myself. So these IVs, I mean, every time I feel a scratch in my throat, I come get an immune IV and, you know, within an hour or two, I notice a difference. Um, I do one every time I'm going to get on a plane, you know, I do a smaller one. Um, even if I'm healthy, just to optimize my, you know, my immune system and my cellular health. So give yourself a boost. Yeah. I love that. And, and, well, let me just say your passion shines through and it's incredibly persuasive and just also, you know, energy, energetically, it's, it's really exciting to hear someone talk about something that they're so in love with. And I do want to congratulate you on celebrating your nearly year benchmark. It's not a small task or feat, I should say, to to leap and start your own practice. Thank and you. Um, I want to just like share a little bit of the origin story of you with the listeners. Since I've known you for quite some time, way before this business began, and I know that it's been on your heart for a long, long time. And you had to kind of fight those demons that we all have in our mind that says you should just stay where things are safe and are known instead of taking the leap into the unknown. And you certainly, before this, had a a medical job that had security and had benefits. And you said, you know what, this is so important to me. I feel so strongly compelled to start this practice and I'm going for it. So Tell us a little bit about that and actually share some advice if you would for people that are sitting at home wanting to make the same kind of leap themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's a, um, it's such a tough decision. I would say I have, I love what I do. I went to medical school because there was no other choice for me. I actually, um, got my master's in between undergrad and medical school because I didn't want to be in school that long. And I was just trying to talk myself out of it. And at the end of getting my <laughs> master's, <laughs> and, um, at the end of getting my master's, I mean, I was just like, I want to help people. I love science and I love helping people and I love people. And I just think medicine is super cool. So I went, so I ended up going to medical school. The interesting thing, by the way, as an aside is I did my master's in stem cell research and now ah. I do that in regenerative medicine, which is just kind of interesting. We can talk about that later if you want, but, yes, definitely. Um, but anyhow, so I went to medical school, um, with this just passion for people. It was the hardest four years of my life until I opened a business this past year. Um, Did residency in physical medicine and rehab and then just entered a practice, a general medical practice. And the practice I entered, I was doing interventional pain um, and a little bit of sports medicine. I thought I had joined a fully sports medicine practice. Um, The owner actually lied to me about it. Um, And so I was just in this world of doing pain management And, um, let's just say it was a practice. I I really, it was not my passion. And even though I love my patients, the type of medicine I was practicing wasn't for me. Um, I I felt like I was begging people to take care of themselves. So before I even knew about functional medicine, I mean, I was talking about diet and exercise. I've been an athlete my whole life. It just made sense to me that we do these things to take care of ourselves. And I was in this world of people who had no interest in taking care of themselves at all every single day, eight hours a day. So it was wearing me down. Also, to be honest, insurance companies, every year that I've been in practice and taken insurance, my income has gone down because literally one day an insurance company will decide that whatever procedure I do, they don't want to cover. And then they'll, you know, they have, I don't know, a team of lawyers and people and whatever who say why it's not covered and that there's no proof for it. And there's no way I've tried to fight it that you can prove that as a single physician or, you know, even in the small practice I was in, you know, it's like, I've been doing these procedures for years and it's helping patients. And suddenly you're saying there's no proof, right? Right. So I don't know of any other person I know in the whole world whose salary has gone down every year. Most people get raises and bonuses and I'm sitting here as a physician and literally my income goes down because, because insurance companies decide they don't cover stuff. And so And then, so then what happens, and this is what happens with everyone is you have to see patients more quickly to just make the same income. And then the quality of care goes down. The quality of care goes down and patients aren't happy and doctors aren't happy. And we actually have more paperwork and, and all the things. And so that's kind of the long and the short about why everybody in the healthcare system is unhappy. And it was really, 
way. I mean, I really wanted to help people. I can't tell you, like, I feel like I'm meant for something so much greater than just, you know, being in the hamster wheel of not really helping people. And well, I went to medical school. I mean, I just, I feel it in my gut, you know? And so anyhow, during this time in the, the practice that I did not like, um, there was a couple instances of having a patient ask me like to think outside of the box and recommend like all natural treatments. And so I ended up sending to them to this one physician and it was the same physician a few times. And I was like, wow, this physician seems that he, he does really cool things. He was doing regenerative medicine, which is the whole stem cell thing. He was doing IV vitamins, which I'd never even heard of to help my patients after I'd done some research. And I was like, well, I should ask him for, you know, I should tell him he should hire me. Kind of <laughs> sounds like yeah. cool things. And after about a year, actually I volunteered my time at his office every single Monday for a year. I just shadowed him and like didn't get paid, but worked with him. Um, and loved it. I mean, he introduced me to the world of functional medicine. I mean, I had no idea this existed. And he was an MD and he was a super conservative MD and basically his like took some herbs and changed his life and um, <clears throat> found functional medicine. And so I learned everything. He mentored me for the year and then he ended up hiring me and I worked with him off and on for a decade doing functional medicine and then more regenerative medicine, which I actually already had a um, knowledge of. And it was amazing. I mean, I felt like I felt home. I mean, I truly Aww. felt like this is the this is the medicine I've always wanted to practice. I need to practice. So, as far as making the leap into opening my own practice, um, that was a huge. About five, four years into working with him, um, I was looking at buying his practice or thinking about it or opening my own practice. And it was, I am the primary breadwinner for my family, and so that was just this constant struggle of taking the leap of faith from a financial standpoint. Sure. But also I personally really struggled with, I was working for him part-time and I was still had a regular kind of medicine job and I truly struggled with, um, not taking insurance. I mean, I, I want to save the world, yeah. right? I, I, yeah. As a physician truly want to help everybody and didn't want to leave every, anyone behind. And so I personally was struggling with, well, this, what I love doing insurance doesn't cover. And what I truly believe in insurance stuff doesn't cover. And what I, what I really feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives, insurance doesn't cover but if I could keep taking insurance, then I can help everybody. Right. And I, I, I mean, I struggled with this for years, for years. And finally, you know, it's, I I do it. I have to do what I feel right as a physician. Um, and so, so, uh, so I stopped. I mean, so I decided to open my own practice. I mean, there was a lot of other struggles, just being a mom and being pregnant. And, but one day I just sat down and I I decided either I'm going to have to be okay with being in the hamster wheel of medicine, or I'm going to have to start my own business. And, you know, it was very clear to me that if I didn't at least try to start my own business, I would always wonder, or I'd always regret that. Mm -hmm. And at least if I started my own business and failed, I couldn't say that I'd never tried. And that was like, that was the, that was it. It was like, okay, I'm going to try and I'm not going to fail, but the potential to fail. And I'd rather live with that than live with not trying because I was afraid. Mm. Amen, sister. The world needs more people willing to take the leap because I believe that living with failure is so much better than living with regret. And I applaud that decision and I know how much you struggled with it. And starting a new business is not for the faint of heart, but it's so evident when you talk about it, how much it lights you up. Quite frankly, that's what most of us desire from our working career is to have something light us up the way that this lights you up. So congratulations on at least finding the channel that you should be swimming in and making the decision to swim in it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely been probably the hardest year of my life. I don't know how it compares to medical school, but you know, just being the primary breadwinner and with three kids and having to figure out the the business has been difficult, but, but you know, every day I come to work and I have anybody walk in the door. I'm so grateful. And everybody, I mean, I love, like, yeah, I love what I do. I love my patients. It's fun. I got to do it on my terms. It's, I love my employees. I mean, we just have a great team. It's, it's awesome. I I I wish everybody, I wish everyone could have whatever, I don't know, a thousand, ten thousand $10,000 a year that they could just get for free so they could spend on medical care like this, because I think, I think all, but I'll say most, because it's never all of my patients really benefit, do better, appreciate it, you know, and I really feel like I can help people, you know, one at a time, you know, I can help 
I feel like I can help everybody, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know. as you said, one at a time and just helping people improve their quality of life and diminish pain benefits their families, benefits their communities. It benefits everyone that they touch and come into contact with. And, and um, everyone, I mean, if you're walking around with a smile on your face, like, you know, that affects the person in front of you, That's if right. they're a stranger, if they're a friend. That's know. right. That's right. Well, and I was just one final comment I wanted to make about your decide decision to leap is just what a powerful and impactful example you're setting for your three young children to see mom do something so courageous and scary and uncertain and yet tackle it with such tenacity and just this level of commitment um, that sends a super powerful message to those three kids which for the listeners by the way Jordan has the coolest kids in the whole world I've had the opportunity <laughs> to hang out with them a few times they are amazing um They're so amazing. I'm, I'm happy for you and your whole family although I know that loving what you do doesn't make it any easier when it is in you know startup mode but you're you're doing awesome um yeah and you. I want to make sure that we talk about really what I consider kind of your two primary clinical focuses, which is on the orthopedic intervention with the stem cell PRP, and then also with the, the skincare regimens and products. So let's, let's start with how we help people avoid having to have, potentially avoid having to have pretty uh, invasive surgery. What are you doing in there? Yes, it's so awesome. Um, so there's a branch of, <laughs> of something called regenerative medicine, and this is near and dear to my heart. It all is what I do because that's why I got into it. But um, it is a branch of, so regenerative medicine is using your bodies, using anything really, but to help stimulate the natural repair mechanisms in your body. So you can use an outside solution that irritates your, I mean, with a needle, you know, you inject it into, let's say a tendon or ligaments and it irritates it and it helps stimulate your body's natural healing response. Um, you can use your own body's platelets or your own body's stem cells, which we get from yourself, um, and we process in our office, and it's the same-day procedure, and we re-inject them into your areas of injury to help regrow that tissue that's torn. So meniscus tears, rotator cuff tears, helps de regrow cartilage, um, which is good for arthritis. I mean, it helps so many people prevent the need or delay the need for orthopedic surgeries. So I've, I've had patients that we did stem cell treatments on five or 10 years ago that still haven't gone for a labral surgery or still haven't had that knee replacement that they've been told is the only option for them. Um, and right now, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and right now we're looking at about a five to 10 year from a knee replacement standpoint or a joint replacement, about a five to 10 year efficacy. And the beautiful thing is... Um, you can always do it again. It's not like you have a surgery and then you can't repeat because you've already sure. changed your anatomy. The other beautiful thing is, is that worst case scenario, it doesn't work, but your anatomy hasn't been changed, you know? So worst case scenario, it doesn't work. Surgery is always an option. But now that we have regenerative medicine, um, it, it's one more thing you can do without, you know, changing your anatomy. I had knee surgery when I was 14. Um, and and it was great. I needed it at the time. It was the only option. But now I have knee pain. Um, and ah. I got first platelet injections 10 years ago, and it completely took my knee pain away for years. And now I probably honestly, on average, do it, you know, once a year to every year and a half. I've had stem cells since then as well. And it enabled me to race, you know, a 50 mile mountain bike race. Um, and without it, I couldn't have done it. And so, you know, the beauty is, is I could do this once a year. I could do it every few years. I haven't, the stem cell treatment, um, I haven't had the, the procedure that I do. It was a much smaller procedure because I had to inject myself. But, <laughs> um, but I guess my point is, is, you know, so maybe I've spent a few thousand dollars in the past 10 years doing these treatments on myself, but the knee surgery that I would have had would have cost me tens of thousands of dollars. And I would probably need one again, like the, doing these injections, let's say on average once a year, has prevented me from needing the knee surgery. Is my knee perfect? No, but my knee wasn't perfect from getting, you know, surgery. surgery yeah. And it's changed. So now I'm, my knee that I had surgery in is still in pain, right? And whereas my, you know, healthy knee is healthy and I have no pain. And so surgery is not, surgery is, you know, really a temporary. It's a long-term temporary, but it's a temporary fix. You're still going to have pain at some point and you're still going to need more procedures at some point, you know? So, right. 
regenerative medicine can prevent or delay that. And so it's a very, it's such a wonderful, and it's using your own cells. I want to make that very clear. There are some regenerative medicine places that will use purchased cells. Um, okay. And those are not necessarily as safe. I have used them, but I think there's a time and a place. So I just, if people are running to clinics and they're only offering them kind of a purchase, this would be umbilical cells or placental cells or amniotic cells. Um, if that's their only option, I would run and I would find someone who at least has training in using your own cells. There are some people who are not candidates to use their own cells and there's no need to go into who those are now, but your doctor should be able to have that conversation with you. If they can't have that conversation as to why you may or may not be a good candidate to use your own cells, then they don't know enough about regenerative medicine to be doing it. Gotcha. Good to know. It's a great distinction for people to have awareness and education about. Um, So you've mentioned stem cell, you've mentioned PRP. Uh, I assume these can be done on most joints, obviously ankles, knees, shoulders, elbows, hands. I mean, there's zero risk because it's your own cells. There's always a risk, you know, when you do an interventional procedure, you know, sticking a needle in someone, stem cells are a little bit more invasive. They're not surgery. They're all done in the office. Um, But from a reaction standpoint or a bad outcome standpoint, I mean, there's pretty much the worst outcome would be an infection. And that could be major, but not you know, but still treatable with antibiotics. But really the worst thing that could happen, in my opinion, is not um, your pain doesn't decrease, right? So really, I mean, the risk is so minimal because you're using your body's own cells. You're not using a a medication or something you could be allergic to or, you know, really have a reaction to. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And we're still in the forefront of this. I've been doing it for 10 years. I honestly think I was one of the first. I bet you were. To be doing it. Um, and now a lot more people are doing it and it's becoming more popular. But I, I yeah. truly believe that, I don't know, I mean, I can make up a, a number in 10, 20 years, the, the field of interventional orthopedics, which is essentially what it is, is going to take over all of the invasive orthopedics. So kind of like how we used to open everyone's chest, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago for cardiology, anytime they needed anything. And now we have a whole field of interventional cardiology. I mean, I think this is the front Same. wave of interventional orthopedics. Well, obviously your patients are seeing tremendous results, um, with, with a a knee injury from a a runner or someone who, um, you know, has the achy joint or has the, you know, wrist, I don't know, carpal tunnel, whatever you want to call it. You know, obviously uh you're seeing some great results and I know you obviously can't speak to specific patients, but on the whole, is it fair to say that your patients are experiencing significant relief from pain and a return to full mobility in these joints? I would say 95% of people get 80% pain relief and, you know, I don't know, return to mobility. I mean, most people are. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's significant. So that's really like, that's and, more than just, you know, speculation. That's really no, significant. It's significant. And there's the other benefit that people don't see when they're looking at the financial aspect is there's no time lost from work. You can come into my office on a Wednesday and unless you work like in construction or, you know, you work as an athlete, you're back to work tomorrow. Um, so you're not missing two weeks from a knee replacement. You know, maybe you work from home for a couple of days. You could be sore, you know, I mean, you can return to work the next day. I recommend taking a day or two off, but there's pretty much no time lost from work. Even I have professional athletes that come in here and we're working around their schedule. And it depends on if we're doing stem cells or platelets and what joint or tendon or area and how much time they have to take off. But I recommend, depending on their athletic ability, two to six weeks off your sport. Um, And that's it. I mean, two to six weeks off until you're fully back in your sport. So you're not taking, you know, months off or years off or, you know, it's just, it's the time lost from your daily activities back to playing with your grandkids is like over. I mean, it's basically overnight. It's, it's so small. So in looking at kind of, there's no anesthesia, I mean, there's topical anesthesia, but you're not under, so you're not, you don't have the cognitive side effects from that. The financial impact is pretty low. There's no time lost from sport or work, your quality of life. I mean, taking in the whole big picture of these procedures, it's, it's such, it's so great for people. <laughs> it's powerful and in almost immediate or almost instantaneous in terms of the benefit, which I love. And, um, yeah, I mean, on average people notice at about six weeks, but I had a patient, I kid you not, this was awesome. I had a patient 
came into my office. He was told he needed a total knee replacement. He was walking with a cane. He, he was, I think, in his 70s. He did not want surgery. I think he had multiple comorbidities. I don't remember his exact kind of medical history. <clears throat> and I was telling him about stem cells. And he was a veteran. And I elected to do it free for him. And um, we did it. And he walked into my office two weeks later without a cane, crying, telling me, his knee felt amazing. And if it felt as good, he never would have seen a doctor in the first place. I mean, this is like best case scenario, but I mean, it was like, we both were in tears. It was amazing. Um, I mean, he walked into my office with no cane, you know, two weeks later, like most people are more like at the six week point, but that was just, it was so stark. It was so sure. stark. It was, it was amazing. Um, so that was cool. <laughs> so all of this is still happening. As you said earlier, you're still open. You're still able to do these things and people can call you and discuss these things by phone and, and have a consult and talk about options. The one last area that we haven't talked on yet, the other main component of your practice is in the skincare, um, the, the anti-aging space actually is what I should have called it. That's and okay. I know that you do some uh, medical uh, interventions for that, as well as sort of topical um, skincare regimen. So let's let's talk about that. Sure. Um, so briefly, you might be wondering how I got into aesthetics, and it was kind of a quick and simple path. Is once you get into regenerative medicine, doing the platelets and the stem cells, um, you can actually use those because they work at a basic physiologic standpoint. You can use it for so many aspects of medicine. I mean, they are healing multiple different areas. So you stick these cells into wherever you stick them. And because of cell-cell signaling, they are stimulated to become that surrounding area. So getting into regenerative medicine, you can use that on your face. So you can use these natural techniques on your face to stimulate collagen and just help you look younger and healthier. So I honestly got into it because my patients were feeling good from a regenerative medicine standpoint or a functional medicine standpoint. And they honestly wanted to look good as well. And they asked me if I could do these procedures. And the uh-huh. hardest part about doing the procedures is the processing of the cells. And I already very was very familiar with that. And so I started doing it um, that way. Um, so, so we started doing some injections from an aesthetic standpoint. I got really into it. And now I actually speak at conferences and aesthetics and for even just Botox and fillers, which are not all natural. Um, but um, honestly, by a patient my patients desiring it is how I got into aesthetics. Um, and I, I really actually find it fun. It's such a different part of medicine that I ever thought I would be in. Um, but it's kind of, it's using my right brain, whereas most of my, well, my life I've used my left brain with, you know, analyzing and being scientific and things like that. And aesthetics, I really get to, um, it's, it's a little bit more of an art form. And so it's, it's really fun for me that way. Um, and through that, I also found I'm, Patients were again asking me for uh, skincare, and so I spent a lot of time looking for a skincare line um, that I thought would be appropriate for my patients. And I've had a lot of pharmaceuticals or people kind of trying to sell their products to me, and I've been very picky. Sure. And I finally found one that just fit my practice and my personality. And um, uh, I met a pharmacist, or an old—he used to be a pharmacist, kind of his long and short story is he was a pharmacist. His wife got cancer. He became very obsessed with functional medicine and living a healthy lifestyle from that perspective. So diet and exercise and really looking at the toxins he was putting into his body and onto his body. And he looked at his wife's makeup and was appalled by all of the toxins in it. And so he started just kind of making things out of even just olive oil. And I don't remember exactly, but experimenting on his wife and her friends started, um, I think she was in her forties ish and her friends started saying how good her skin looked. And so over uh-huh. time, he, with his pharmaceutical or, you know, pharmacist background, was able to develop um, an all-natural skincare products. And so I've been working with him um, to develop an all-natural skincare line. Um, so, so I love that it's a all-natural. It does, you know, you put it on your body. You're not worried about putting extra toxins on your body or in your body. But it, it just works with everything we're working on, you know, from the inside out and outside in. And so it's if you're working on your body outside in and inside out, you really have a true kind of overall health. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. The only other thing that, you know, about, I have the, it's called the absolute line. It's a C and A and a peptide. And what I truly like about it, aside from the fact that it's all natural is um, 
I'm impatient. I've always been told, you know, you need to spend 20 minutes doing X, Y, and Z and A, B, C, D, E, F, G in the morning, you know, for your face, you need a moisturizer and a toner and this, I don't even know. And I've never been able to commit or do it because I don't have the time or the patience. And while I want to look good, it's pretty (laughs) looking good as I hate to say this out loud, but a little bit lower on my priority list than my friends and my family and my bike rides and my business and everything else. Right. So when I found that I only needed these three products to like for my skin health to my skin to truly be healthy. Um, I, I mean, that's it. Like it takes less than five minutes in the morning, less than five minutes of the night, three total products for morning and night, you know, it's like done. Easy. Done. <laughs> done. And I've been using the vitamin C and love it. Love how it goes on and dries. Doesn't make your skin feel stretchy or crackly or tight. It just feels really amazing when it goes on. And, um, I'm excited to try out the trifecta, the three of them together. And I know that if you believe in it and if it's toxin free, then that is the obvious choice for me as well. And to your point, so many of us are going through these patterns of feeding ourselves well, getting exercise, doing everything that we believe is really good for us and neglecting the fact that the skin is the largest organ and we're putting all kinds of topical toxins on us, which is of course then absorbed into our organs. So yes pretty cool yes, that and that's I think, the toxin free line. You know, just kind of going back to what we were talking about in the very beginning with functional medicine, environmental toxins and all these. And I don't think, I don't live in this paranoid state of toxins, but if we could put things on and in our, if we have control over what we put in and on our bodies, you know, we, we don't need to be paranoid about our environmental toxins. I mean, I think that's important. Don't get me wrong, but some things are out of our control, right? So have control over the things you can have control over and be good about it and be diligent about it. You know, because our bodies really are, um, you know, in general, mostly it, it's, it's accumulation of things. Sure. So if you can eliminate a few, then of course, why wouldn't you, right? Why, exactly. why wouldn't you pare down the list? Well, exactly. where I want to conclude this, and of course, our Maximum Enthusiasm website will have links to your website, the products that you're talking about. I will also post a link to that article you just published in Medium about the peptide therapy, which I find really, really interesting and fascinating. Um, what I wanted to ask you is for the person at home who wants to just become a bit more informed and self-educated on some of these things, or maybe you've completely opened them up to being really interested and curious about topics that they've never thought about before. Are there a couple books or blogs or websites that you really love for the non-medically trained person like me, someone who's not reading the heavy medical uh, language? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> like functional medicine to... for, you know, the mere mortals. Like yes, me. <laughs> uh, I should write one. <laughs> yes, you should. Yes. Um, you know, I tend to be extremely scientific in my okay. reading. Okay. Um, but let me think. There, I'm, You know, there's, I mean, there's actually tons of people who've written um, about functional medicine. I mean, I think probably Mark Hyman has a book. You know, Dr. Mercola, the big names in functional medicine have written books. Um, okay that relate to it and that are probably easy reading. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, there, there's tons of blogs out there. You know, I do think reading from a physician who practices in functional medicine, in, in my opinion, I'm biased, but is important because you're going to get a lot of yes. opinions, right? You're going to get a lot of maybe less factual opinions and no single person is right. Not even physicians, but just if you want a medical, you know, we have a lot of, exp- I, I'm uniquely, and physicians, MDs, and DOs are uniquely qualified or differently qualified in that, you know, we are in Western medicine, so we truly know all of the bad that can happen in someone and, and honestly, the good that can happen in, in the Western medicine world with some medications or the right time and the place. And so now we also have this functional medicine approach where we're evaluating the body from a very holistic standpoint with that knowledge because what I think the benefit of seeing a, a physician for something like this is that um, we, we've had both sides, right? So there's nothing wrong with only having one side, but it just, you know, like anything else, it just gives you maybe less of a understanding or respect, or there is a time and a place. If someone comes into my office and has high blood pressure, most of the time they're walking away with a prescription because there's some things in my opinion that are, you know, do or die and blood pressure right, is one of them. Right. And so you know, I think physicians are uniquely qualified that we can prescribe when appropriate, or I could say, well, you know, that's okay. You can just take an herb or a supplement or change your diet or whatever. Um, and so sometimes I think knowing 
everyone knowing their limits or their boundaries is, is important. So sure. for that reason, yeah. I recommend reading a book that a physician has written. Um, Makes total but, sense. Yeah. Honestly, I which, read a lot of really nerdy stuff. Well, yeah, which the rest of us aren't going to understand, but that's okay. We, we, all, we all have our strengths. <laughs> we all have our strengths. And I'm just looking at your website, coremedicine.com. You have a fantastic blog page on here with lots of great resources. Um, I would be remiss not to touch on the final component of your practice, which is the supplements. You have alluded to them a couple times. Can you give the listeners an example of a few of the supplements that you carry? And I know that you're also set up to ship them directly to people if they want to order them from home. Um, yes. You know, talk about a couple of the ones that you truly, truly love or a couple of the, of the options. Yeah. Um, there's so many that I love, but I think um, I do in looking at people's labs and taking a holistic approach. I mean, I don't just recommend, you know, one supplement to everybody, but the ones that stand out that get recommended a lot are vitamin D3. Um, but people, no matter how much they're in the sun and they tell me they don't need it, 99% of the time people are low to deficient. So vitamin D3 is, is a great one. It, it okay. works more like a hormone than like a vitamin in that it lasts in your body for a long time and it affects so many processes in your body. So that's an important one. Um, there is a, a supplement called DHEA, which is actually a precursor to your hormones. And so I see a lot of people in their 50s, let's say, and I think that's a great kind of natural way to boost your hormones or optimize your ability to make your own hormones. Um, I love... L-glutamine powder, which is a powder that's very good for your gut lining and your gut health. I'm kind of covering a lot of like broad spectrum here. Um, and I love glucosamine chondroitin for joint pain. I mean, it, it really works, you know, on, on the joint space to help um, increase growth of cartilage um, and synovial fluid. So um, those, I mean, again, I don't necessarily recommend those four to everybody, but those for those specific reasons, um, I love. I do sell some out of my office. I can recommend some through a supplement company online that I can I have access to emailing you through. Um, and then I'm actually, due to the coronavirus, just with what's happening now and at the request of my patients, this weekend coming out next week, going to have um, some immune support supplements, kind of my top five favorite for immune and going to be offering that to patients as a package. I'm you know, working with suppliers as much as I can. A lot of supplies are out, but really just coming up with how can we all be the the best versions of ourselves from an immune yeah. standpoint, socially conscious, personally conscious, physically conscious. And so my patients have asked me a lot this past week to make that recommendation. So next week, um, you know, you can follow me on Facebook at 9 a.m. live every morning. I'll be doing a, a live post, but also um, I'll be writing on medium.com about each of the supplements each day if you want to really learn um, more about them. I love that. And um, just to add some clarification, because we don't know when or where people will be listening to this, it is coremedicine.com is your website. And um, it's core, K-O-R-E with a, yes. And uh, on Facebook, it is core regenerative medicine is the page. It's facebook.com backslash core medicine spelled with a K. And it'll be 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time here in Golden, Colorado. I think that's going to be hugely informative. I definitely will post a link and encourage people to follow along with you on that. What a wonderful opportunity to be home self-educating and, and absorbing this information that you're sharing. So I'm looking forward to learning more. And I know that you're working on your um, Instagram feed too, which is fantastic. And that's at core medicine on Instagram mm -hmm. as well. Yep. So I'll try to do, I'm trying to do that 830 live. It'll be the same as Facebook and Instagram. I just, I really want to get the message out, especially during the coronavirus outbreak. So I'm working on my Instagram and Facebook lives, but I mean, I just want people to know I'm truly here to help. Um, we all have to make a living in the meantime, but I want to help. I want to give people as much information as possible. I want to empower themselves to help themselves. Um, and I'm here. So reach out. I can't legally just give medical advice without people being patients, but I could give as much broad information. I mean, I'm here. Nobody should feel alone. Nobody should feel scared alone. Nobody should feel anxious. There are things we could do. So reach out if you need. I mean, I love what I do. So if I can help, I am here. I love it. 
thank you for making yourself so available to people in this crazy time. And also thanks for sharing your time with me on this podcast so that we can get this message out to people wherever they are. I love the fact that you do distance consults. So these don't have to just be golden Colorado um, patients that you serve. And I'm a true believer in you and what you do and your services and your education. You're an incredible woman and a leader in our community and I want your business to succeed. And so thank um, you. I'm excited to get this out into the world and um, thank you so much, Jordana, for well, all yes. that you do. I appreciate you so much. All right, go home and do yoga with your kids. I bet all they're right. excited. <laughs> yeah. Have a nice evening. Thank Bye, you. you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hopman. Subscribe, check out our blog, and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com.